What's up you guys? This is your girl Essence and you are riding the wave of Wisdom in Red where we are living life through the words and spirit of Christ, at least trying to do our best to do so, right? Um, lately there's been a lot of, um, you know, talk in the, in the media and social media in particular really uh, about uh, Cardi B and, you know, and Megan Thee Stallion and also Sookie and just all these different female rap artists have really just been kind of coming more and more to the forefront. But what we're seeing most of are the female rappers that are uh, basically just promoting whoredom, right? They're promoting, they're really like Sookie, really promoting selling their, their sex, their bodies. And, you know, for, for money. And this isn't anything new. This has been going on for a while. However, it is getting more exposure. Women have always been rapping about this stuff, have always been um, partaking in these activities. This has always happened. Even from biblical times, there has been boredom. And now, though, it's just... I believe through definitely through the promotion of the stripper, um, that I'm in love with the stripper from the promotion of, um, you know, um, players club, things like that. These small seeds that have been sown through the years of glorifying the stripper. Cause for so long we glorified the thug, we glorified the drug dealer, we glorified the pimp, we glorified, uh, players, you know, how to be a player. We glorified all of that. So all of this has just led up to just even more depravity in the sense of totally one, we know it goes against what God is is desiring for us. But what's interesting is how I want to connect these things with the scripture. Um, And I can't, I'm not, because in the media, they're really mostly talking about women. I'm going to tap on the men a little bit, but I really want to address the women um, because I'm, you know, I'm be honest. I mean, we see the stuff in the media, but how many of us behind closed doors are dealing with very similar ideologies, right? Um, If I give him this, he'll give me that. You know, if I do this for him, then he owes me this. How many women say these things uh, to themselves? Maybe not outwardly, maybe they're not promoting that in their circle. Um, some women are, you have a lot of women again in the whole stripper realm in the whole club realm, you know, in, in, in social circles in this whole, I'm an independent woman, you know, uh, a trend that we've been in for a while now. Uh, we're, we're definitely, we know that it's there, you know, it, so these women are not speaking about something that is not actually going on on a regular basis. They're just deciding to glorify it the same way that pimping, thugging, hustling, all of that other stuff has been glorified prior to. So something that I wanted to bring out from the scripture, um, I'm I'm writing, I'm in the middle of of writing a book, another book, my other book, Wisdom in Red, The Words of Jesus. Y'all can cop it on Amazon for right now. Um, But I'm finally about to finish up this other book it should have already been done (laughs) but I was going through some scriptures because it's something that I'm mentioning in this book and 
it's kind of taking me off sides. I'm a little distracted because <laughs> of this that I'm about to talk about with, you know, what's been going on in the media. Something that um, Satan said to, um, that the serpent rather said to Eve in the garden or about the garden, right? About the tree, the fruit of the tree in the garden. Um, I'm just going to go through this because keep in mind, this is something that really trips me out. Let me go ahead and give you the point of what I'm about to say. Um, what I find interesting is how he only gives her two lines to change or to feed improper thinking, either to change her thinking and or to feed her improper thinking. I, I, personally, I say both. Right. Because the Lord says that we are only tempted by what's already in us. Right. So uh, I'll get to that in a minute. So he gives her two lines that change the game. He doesn't give her a whole teaching or anything. But uh, but I'm about to go into this because. What he did was step into a situation. He stepped into where he saw an opportunity. Right. She was by herself. You know, um, or whatever the case may be, you know, who knows how that was all going down. But there are some things I'm going to pinpoint. So women today, women, like I said, we've glorified stripping. And one of the ways that we've justified stripping and strippers and all of this stuff has been what? Survival. The woman is by herself. Typically, she's having to make her own money. She's having to try to get ahead, get through school. Her family couldn't provide for her. Her, um, If she's got a, a child, she's got to provide for the child. So she's trying to make a way, right? And so therefore, just like the prostitute in, in the scriptures, right? They're whoring. You know, they're whoring. Uh, now the strippers, I'm not saying that the strippers are whoring. But, but it is a form of whoredom right? It's promoting the sale of sex and sensuality. It is promoting something that oftentimes we do here leads to sex and the porn industry and all of that other stuff. So we can't sit here and pretend that, oh, it's just dancing and it's just stripping. We know the many other uh, industries attached with it. Um, and sex trafficking, all of that. We know the drugs and the alcohol that come with it. We know the mentalities that come with it. All kinds of things. Not saying that there are not diamonds in the rough, but it is rough, honey. So, and we know this, right? So, what I find interesting is how the women and everybody in general have come to normalize stripping, um, normalize that the strippers, uh, the stripper, the porn, uh, the porn star, all of this has become normalized, you know, with the Pam Anderson. Um, all of those, all of that plays a part. It's not just in the black community. It's been across the board, right? Um, so when we're going into this scripture, we're seeing how he is, how, how the enemy is talking to Eve, <laughs> just giving her two lines, right? He gives her a question. And then when she comes with the truth, she, you know, then he thwarts, you know, her, you know, her response with twisting it with more scripture, but with a lie. Right. So because he knows the scripture, he knows her language, but he flips it on her. But anyway, 
the whole point of this, I'm going to go ahead and read. So in Genesis chapter three, and you guys can follow along if you want or whatever, because I don't know, y'all probably got a different version. It's New King James. Now the serpent was more cunning than the beast of the field and the Lord God had, um, excuse me, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, it's interesting because we don't see anything before this. He just literally comes in at her like he's been sitting back and knowing exactly how he's about to go to her. But what is it that, uh, that, it, that figured, okay, let me ask, let me say what he says. He says, he says, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. So I, f- <laughs> I find this interesting because what was going on with her in the first place to where he could approach her, um, not saying it was anything negative with her, right? Pretty probably just actually really innocent. But again, how the word in the New Testament tells us that we are tempted by our own desires, right? So it had been in her mind probably, or maybe it wasn't even on her mind. Maybe it wasn't on her mind to eat from the, the, um, eat the fruit of the tree of good and evil, right? So maybe it wasn't, but he comes to her and he has her to, to wonder all of a sudden he, he imputes this question. Can I not eat of every tree in the garden? Right. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it lest you die. Right. But what's interesting here is that it lets you know that, cause I've always thought that all of this took place at one time, right? I just never really paid attention to the setting. And so the setting is obvious because she's talking about, oh, it's in the, in the midst of the garden. So they're not there right now. It's not even in front of her, right? It's not really even in front of her, um, but she knows it's there. She is very aware that it's there. And so he is kind of luring her mentally to that place, even though they're not even right there, right? And she's saying what God has said, you can't eat of it, nor shall you touch it lest you die. So, and she noticed that she didn't say, lest I die, right? She's kind of just preaching it to him. Like, you better not eat that. Like, you can't eat it either. Like, that is a generalized statement. That is a law. We are not to eat from that tree, right? So she knows what's up. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will surely, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And it says, so, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, how is it that she did not know? She didn't even, she, she was probably curious about it, but just hadn't even really thought about it because it says you shall not eat it. You shall not touch it lest you die. Oh, okay. So that's just off limits. But here it is. It was something because we always talk about knowledge. We always focus on the knowledge part where it says when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. But it wasn't just about the knowledge or the wisdom, which, which is funny because 
literally i mean it was an unwise decision what she that she made right but the first thing that they mentioned that the tree was good for that she saw that the tree was good for was food it was food and it looked good to her you know we often talk about how men are lured by what they see and that they got to get the money and all of this but eve was too it wasn't just that Eve was looking for, that Eve was just looking for, you know, some knowledge. You know, the Bible says that first came the natural and then the spiritual. So it appealed to her, you know, what is it? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and the pride of life. It appealed to her eyes also. It appealed to her flesh. And here's the thing that trips me out for food. Women are always talking about stability. Now, what are Megan and what what are the Megans and the Sookies and the and the and the and the Cardies and the Nickies? What are they talking about? What were the little Kims and the little Foxy Browns? What were they talking about? Stability. They're talking about the money too. They're talking about those things. They're talking of, and, and nobody really points this out. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food. So here now we have today, we justify the actions of the stripper of the, you know, the, the, the porn star. We, we just, the, 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 the pornographic rappers. We, we do, we justify, I've even made those songs in the past before. So I know we justify that culture because we look at it and say, well, it's good for food. It's good for feeding me. It's good for giving me what I need to survive. And I'm going to look good doing it. I like the flash. Even as children, even as infants, if you notice, one of the uh, things that, that infants love and toddlers love are shiny things. Things that just glitter and they just go after it, right? That's from an early age. And what do we want right out the womb? We want food. These are our basic necessities. And it wasn't just wisdom. It wasn't just the thing about, oh, she trying to get this knowledge. No, no. Before it even got to that, it, she was thinking food. And it was pleasant to my eyes. And then it made her, it, it was, excuse me, and it was desirable to make one wise like an illusion of wisdom almost like it's like it was an illusion of wisdom because it wasn't really wise what they did so then I, I'm gonna take this to the next step because we see and I don't even know if I'm gonna get everything that I see in these verses into this and into this um uh episode but you know it it's just really interesting to me because then what did she do with that she went and also gave it to her husband and he ate it and that's what we see today isn't it we see the men that are with these women as opposed to saying what are you doing we got other ways to get food we got other things that look I like let's look at each other we sufficient. Look at all the rest of the trees in the garden. We got everything else. What are you doing? But we gonna have his wisdom. I don't even know that she even told him all of that. 
all it says is that she ate it and then gave it to her husband. And apparently it didn't give her any wisdom because guess what? He ate it too. She gave it to him. That was not wise. (laughs) So it was the influence, not the influence. It was the illusion of wisdom. It was, it was what he told her. It was what the enemy told her that gave her the assumption that she would be wise. This is why assumptions are so bad. And communication is a must in marriages, in friendships, in any shape, form, or fashion. Business especially. You cannot, with parenting, you cannot make assumptions. Because this is what Eve did when it came down to dealing with her, uh, dealing with this uh, serpent. She made, because it says, it literally says it, a tree desirable to make one wise. So she's thinking, oh, it's, he almost sold it like a, like a, like a, like a beauty salesman. Oh, this is going to take all the splotches off your skin and it's going to give you an even tone and your skin is going to shine, <laughs> you know, or, oh, take this memory pill. It's going to give, it's going to increase your memory. It's going to, and it's to, in in a snake oil, literally snake oil, y'all coming from the serpent. And, but she believed it. She believed it and gave it to her husband. I don't, like I said, I don't even know if she even broke it down the way that she saw it. If she even broke that down to Adam. Was Adam even aware? Because if, because again, I always thought, and I don't know if y'all thought this too. I always thought that they were already by the tree. But No. It simply was that the serpent said to her after he had asked her, he, again, only two things he, he said to her. He asked her, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree in the garden of the garden? And then, of course, she said, we may eat the fruit of the tree of the garden, but the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it. You shall not touch it lest you die. Again, it was in the midst of the garden so she was showing talking about a location of where it is so she thought on this for a while she fed on that thought on on that one question on that one question right because because then but I mean because obviously she still came back at him with what she was supposed to say but then the serpent came back. He clapped back. Then the serpent said to the woman, you're, you're, you're not going to die. He just dismissed everything God said for her. No, 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 no. I'm the authority. I, I can tell you. I know. Trust me, I know. I live amongst all this stuff. I'm trying to tell you, you're not going to die. God knows that in the day of, uh, uh, that you eat it, it, listen to this. In the day, he, oh, he was speaking it over her. God knows that in the day you eat of it. In the so he was leaving her with that suggestion. He was being he was he was literally manipulating her and telling her that in the day that you're gonna eat it. Who I just want to ask you a question. Who have you allowed? Who have you allowed to speak something over you and you just went with the flow, not even thinking about it? Didn't catch what they were really doing, and you just went along with it. And maybe even giggled it off when you actually followed through on something you weren't supposed to do. I don't know. That, I don't need to go all that 
down that path. But anyway, but he said, God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes are going to be open and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. So he literally was speaking to her, letting her know what she was going to do. And so in, in the day, so here's the, so now time, a little bit of time done passed. I don't know how much time, but it's, it, it turned right around and the day comes and she, and so it says, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes. Now, see, now she's looking at it. She's thinking about it and she's seeing it and she's like, oh, this is so pretty. This is pleasant to me. It's so beautiful. She's sitting on it. Now, I compare this to, again, you know, because, you know, we started glorifying sex, you know, outside of marriage, immorality, you know, all kinds of stuff, pornography, you know, pornea, um, you know, the stripper culture, um, even, like I said, putting it on a pedestal over the so-called, quote unquote, godly girl or the good girl or the what are the nice girls or the, the church girls or whatever. It's been dominating over all of these things, all these other things, you know, the, the stripper culture, you know, and, you know, as far as the, the hustle, you know, being, okay, so let me not go too far because I'm about to jump off in a minute. But here it is that we, we see all of these things, right? We see her sitting now and looking and we see the, we can compare that to now with how women look and we're like, dang, look at the money I could be getting. I'm over here trying to work this decent job. This is the same thing with we, how we saw our brothers go through this when they were coming out of the drug, you know, the, the drug game, the drug game, sitting up there, man, I could be making this money, making that money. And instead I'm sitting here trying to work this little job. I'm getting pennies. They over there making money. They telling me I'm dusted and broke if I ain't doing what they doing. I got, I got some titties. I got some butt, excuse me, because that's how women be talking. Let me go over there and throw my stuff and make some money. All it is is dancing. And that's how it started. And then just like Adam and Eve, she bring the man in. And the man is just over there supporting her, helping her out, oiling her down, getting her ready, getting her, getting, getting her outfits, getting her hair, paying for this to be done, paying for that to be done. Because he finds it pleasing to what? His ego or whatever it may be. Pleasing to him. His uh, lust of the flesh. His lust of the eye. His pride of life. Right? And so then they're in that dysfunction like Adam and Eve together. And then what do they create after normalizing what's happened? Because now God was no longer the standard. So now they've normalized their own stuff. And it says... You know, and, and then they, you know, because then they begin to make their children, right? And more dysfunction comes about. This is what we're doing. We are literally uh, birthing out generations of dysfunction. And it gets more and more and more exposed and more glorified. Oh, it's a problem? Oh, we'll just glorify it. That way we don't have to fix it. If we glorify it, then we don't have to fix it. It ain't nothing really wrong if we make it look good, right? But then check out the rest of this. So then they, uh, the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. So, but this is what I find interesting because now 
they're not even trying. Okay, I'm going to keep talking. It says, and they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. This is what's trippy. They were talking and they kept putting, they kept putting Eve first this whole time, right? They're putting Eve first. Eve did this. Eve did that. Eve did this. Eve did that. Now, after the fall, Adam takes her and and hides her. They hide together, but it specifically says that Adam and his wife hid themselves. Now they have Adam's name in the front as if he's the one who's accountable which I find very, very interesting because all he did was join in with her, but now his name is at the forefront. The scriptures flip it here. And it also shows the fact that they hid, it shows that they stopped, that they were not looking for God. That no longer were they looking for his word. No longer were they looking for his standard. So it's just like today. Now, we do a whole lot of this stuff and we stay out of the churches. And who do you see less, the least in the churches? It's men. You see the fewest amount of men in the church. You'll probably see a bunch of them in certain clubs or something. You'll see them at at games or whatever, but you'll see them at Home Depot. (laughs) But you're not going to see them jokers in the church like that. Unless it's just like a part of like the shared community or, and, and that's just the culture of that town, right? That's where everybody just goes, right? And then they all be, you know, in church, I mean, uh, in the club, like that following Friday and Saturday, something like that, right? Or that Sunday night. So, (laughs) but the fact of the matter is that Adam was now flipped to the forefront. It is obvious here because they hid from God that they were no longer looking for him. And so, in other words, we we connect that today as we, we then... Um, have adapted because now they, they've been sold up fig leaves and all this other stuff. They didn't learned all these other things. So now their eyes have been open to an entirely different, an entirely different way of living. Now it has become them. Right. And, and so, so, or death has become them. Right. Just like that movie. Um, because it, but he says, now surely you, you know, you're not going to die when the serpent, you know, was lying to him because yeah, death eventually followed. Right. And, and the death of the relationship that they had with the Lord followed. Right. Thankfully we have the grace and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. We have his effective work, his thorough work, his complete work from his death, burial and resurrection. Right. And of course, we must be born again, right? And, and, and we take on what it is that he has provided, which is his spirit and no longer the spirit of our, uh, and no longer have to be dominated by the spirit of our sinful nature, right? But I wanted to just sit back and I wanted to show you as women and men, because today, because I struggle with this too. I've normalized it. And I'm not saying that you judge it. I mean, you judge for yourself, obviously. And you do, you judge those within the the body of Christ. Um, But what I'm saying is that you don't, you know, you don't take this, what I'm saying, and you to to be bashing, 
you know, the stripper or be bashing the porn, you know, the, the, um, the porn workers and half of this, half of these folks are in sex trafficking and they just in a whole other form of bondage. Okay. So, you know, the whole point is that we desire that all be delivered in Christ Jesus. But I'm saying this because there are a lot of Christians who support the, the, the lies, who support the things that the serpent has provided, has, has pointed out rather and said, uh, you know, a lot of us weren't even thinking about doing something bad until all of a sudden we're hearing it in a song that sell this and sell that and stop being broke because what you got, it ain't enough. So dang, it just take one song and let the beat bang hard enough. And we're like, dang, man, that's right. I'm tired of getting played by these niggas. Excuse my French. I'm just being real with you. I'm tired of being, feeling all vulnerable. I'm tired of, of, of being whatever it is. Right. And you know what? I think I, I, I need some more money. I, I need to start playing these dudes the way that they've been playing me. Same thing with the thugs. Same, you know, they, you know, we were dealing with thugs before. Now we got thoughts, right? We call them thoughts. Like any of this is good. Like any of this is okay. I don't know. I'm just saying, I just wanted to give food for thought. And I, I hope that you guys share this just again for other people's food for thought. And, and if there's anything that I would say, I'm just saying, you know, keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. Don't follow the trends like that. What did Pac say? Keep your, keep your head up. I don't know, something, legs. Oh, yeah, head up, legs closed, eyes open, right? <laughs> so, and, 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 and just laying before God. In other words, with how everything has been going, y'all, I have to say, like, you know, we, we can't do what Adam and Eve did. We can't continue hiding from the Lord. We got to actually be proactive instead and move towards him because he's moving. You notice he was moving towards Adam and Eve, knowing full on what had happened, knowing what was going on. But he again, and if you notice, God approached them with what? A question. And a couple of questions. Because he said to them, he called out to them, where are you? He said, and then, so here go, here go Adam. Oh, excuse me. Then the Lord called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Like any, like a, like a child. We don't know. A lot of, like we know, but we don't know. Like we think we know, but we don't know. And if they were so wise now, again, remember Satan sold the illusion of wisdom. If they were so wise, then they would have known what would have happened had they took that and, 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 and ate that, kept eating that or gone. Not You've got to go before God. God is like, so he go, he go to them and he's just like, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you should not eat from? And then he going to go and blame it on, because this is us today. Because then the man said, the woman you, whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. And what are we doing today? What are the men saying? It's because of all y'all single mamas. The reason why we got this that we got now is because of y'all. Because y'all messing with the wrong men. Da-da-da-da-da. 
pointing the fingers. It's the same stuff. We see it in in the community, in in hip-hop culture. We see it across the board in any culture. Like, you, you just, it is our sin nature. This is why we need Christ, y'all. This is why, because I'm telling you, he knows us in our ignorance. He knows that we be falling like this. He knows that we just don't quite get it. We don't have his wisdom, which is why it was so amazing for David out of all the things he could have asked for that he asked for God's wisdom, because it goes right back to this right here in the doggone garden. Where it was an illusion of wisdom that he that that Eve wasn't trying to get in the right way. It was a worldly wisdom. It was what made worldly sense. It made it was wise to her flesh, but not wise to God. That was the introduction of worldly wisdom. So anyhow. I just wanted to just throw this stuff out there. Um, y'all can keep reading those verses. It's uh, Genesis chapter three. Uh, we only think, you know, that's only three, literally three chapters <laughs> into the Bible. And, uh, and it's already, you know, going crazy. We already can learn mad, mad. I see why it's in the third chapter, because we come into this life dealing with sin. So I am so glad that by the third chapter, we already see us. We already see first we see God. We see, you know, the the father, the son, the Holy Spirit. We see that work. And then we see us and why we need the father, son and the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Anyway, you guys continue to read that. Um, I appreciate you for listening, for hanging in there. And again, you've been uh, tuned in to uh, Wisdom and Red, the words of Jesus. I said the words of Jesus, but that's my book. Go check out Wisdom and Red, the words of Jesus. It's really good. It's just a book full of his words. It, I'm going to tell you, it's just his words. I mean, it's, I have, uh, obviously, I'm, I'm discussing things in each chapter and I do, I ask tons of questions and, um, for awareness and just, just to be, you know, just to spark certain thought. Um, and I give my own testimony of how I even came to the Lord and things like that. So, and how that process and miracle really was. So y'all can check that out. Um, and that's on Amazon. So again, you've been riding the wave of wisdom and red. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week, life, day, moment. And and I will talk to y'all next time.